Sup Freaks, it's your boy Marty here to introduce this episode of Rabbit Hole Recap. Matt and I just had a high qual 75 minute rip. A uh, lot of lot of software updates in this one. So if you're you're running a lot of Bitcoin software, you're definitely going to want to listen to the end. Uh, this episode is brought to you by our good friends at Unchained Capital. You freaks already know all about them, but if you don't, let me tell you about them. They're providing Bitcoiners with financial services with a security-first mindset. A lot of their products revolve around multisig, particularly their Volt product, which is a two or three multisig product that allows you to engage in a multisig quorum with Unchained, in which you hold two or three keys, so you always have control over the funds of the, over the UTXOs in your multisig Volt. You can use a Trezor or a Ledger with cold cards soon to come, soon TM. Uh, so you hold two or three keys, so you can always move your funds out or in by yourself. But if you ever need Unchained there to sign the second in the two of three quorum, they have a key as well, and they can sign that for you. On top of that, they have their collateralized loan program, where you put Bitcoin up as collateral, again, in a multi-sig uh, wallet so that you can prove that the collateral is staying where Unchained is saying that it's staying. You put the collateral up, you get same-day U.S. dollar liquidity. Uh, so friends don't let friends sell Bitcoin. If you don't want to do that, you can take out an Unchained collateralized loan. On top of that, they're working on a bunch of... Uh, open source projects. The multi-sig quorums that we're explaining in this ad uh, have been open source in the form of Caravan, and Caravan allows you to create multi-sigs by yourself. They've open sourced the solution at Unchain, uh, giving back to the community. On top of that, they're working on open source protocols like Hermit, Slip39, and they've got an incredible blog series. Uh, Parker Lewis, Will Cole, Joe Kelly, Drew Bonsall, uh, uh, they're Developer Buck, whose last name is escaping me right now, wrote an incredible piece on how to use uh, the Lightning Network as a private uh, COVID tracing app. Uh, very interesting piece. Uh, so go check out all this at www.unchained-capital.com. That's www.unchained-capital.com. This rip is also brought to you by our good friends at the motherfucking Cash App. You freaks should already know all about them but if you don't let me let you know that they're really allowing individuals and helping individuals to stack sets send set receive sets and sell sets if they need to uh, they're also making sats the standard so we're not buying fractions of a bitcoin anymore we're buying whole goddamn sats if you freaks don't know yet there's a hundred million sats in each bitcoin sats is short for satoshi get your lingo down the cash app already has it down uh, on top of the SAT stacking, sending, receiving, and selling if you need to, uh, they've also got Cash App Investing, which is allowing you to stack slurs of stonks. If you're interested in the stonk market and you want to uh, invest in a particular stonk, but it's a little too expensive, Cash App is letting you stack a sliver, as little as $1. Uh, Cash App Investing is a subsidiary of Square, member SIPC, because... Cash App is directly connected to your bank account. There's no four to five day waiting periods to stack sats or stack slivers of stonks. You can start doing it immediately today. On top of that, Cash App may even be your bank account. They're becoming a new bank. Uh, they're offering uh, account numbers and routing numbers for individuals so you can get paychecks directly deposited to the Cash App. Huge things going on. On top of that, they got their boost program. Make sure you use the code stacking sats. When you download the Cash App, you're going to get $10, and $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse.
Use the code SACKYSATS. Download the Cash app and enjoy this rip of Rabbit Hole Recap. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. Matt and I are here for this week's rip of Rabbit Hole Recap, coming right off an episode with Kevin Mulcrone, who created the Lily Wallet. Back-to-back pods. Matt, how are you feeling about this one? Whew. Feeling good. I'm feeling good. Marty keeps... Uh, well, I guess last, last week it was a late rip, but Marty, he does early rips and then admonishes me for drinking early. Well, you shouldn't have an early rip then, Marty. It's a great beach day, like I said. I, I got to catch that back end of the beach day. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm still hearing myself uh, echo, so I don't know if that's coming through your mic. It's definitely Freaks. not coming through the mic because the mic's not connected to the computer. All right, good. Just so want to make sure. Just, that's just something you're going to have to deal with because my... My Linux machine does not accept Bluetooth, so I am wired right now. But uh, the freaks definitely don't hear the echo. I just want to make sure they don't. Okay. Um, How's your week been? My week's been fantastic. I was in the woods. It was good. Good time in the woods. Good to get away. Very good time. Be close to family. Uh Uh-oh. You were... Right before we hit record, we were complaining about the uh, the fire, the fire uh, trucks, and they're still going off. Sorry, freaks. If you're in the car, you're not being pulled over. You may be actually, but uh, you may want to wait thirty seconds to make sure, or just look in your rearview mirror. <laughs> um, I fucking hate that, Marty. Just triggering all the freaks driving in the car. We've got uh, yeah. Sorry, you know it's uh, I can't control the emergencies uh, where I am. I have no control over that, and recording inside just isn't as good. We got a nice ocean breeze here. It's a beautiful day, blue skies, vibes are high, and the Bitcoin price, according to Clark Moody's Bitcoin dashboard, is $9,068 on the dot. Uh, We're at block 637,372. We had a difficulty adjustment um, yesterday, I believe, early morning yesterday, like, I think... Not on, not, I mean, it depends on how you want to frame this. It, it's like the lowest difficulty adjustment ever. Uh, ever? Outside, outside of like the early parts of the network when basically difficulty didn't adjust because there wasn't enough people. But it was less than uh, 0.0, or it was like 0.1%. I believe, really? Neg- I negative. That. Yeah. Um, yeah, one underscored. Zane Pocock uh, pointed that out. Um, let me get the exact. I'm going to btc.com. Is this bullish for Bitcoin? Uh, I, th- I mean, I think it was... No, it says zero, saying 0. 
zero ch- change on btc.com too so yeah like flat hash rate um sats are my stable coin after a 15 percent uh upward adjustment uh the prior period so we would be we'd be remiss if in the and the previous adjustment before that was minus whatever a lot minus uh minus 9.29 yeah yeah Uh, um yeah so a flat difficulty adjustment pretty rare pretty rare um yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the BTC.com site. Fuck BTC.com. Yeah, they have good data. They have good mining. You data know who owns them, right? Isn't it? Um, aren't they F2 pool? It's Bitmain. Bitcoin. Bitmain, yeah. Um, yeah, but this they have good historical data on difficulty adjustments. Fuck nice, BTC.com. Concise fashion. Don't hey, use man. it. You can use it for difficulty adjustment data. It's pretty good. I'd um, rather not have the data. <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? It's been a pretty quiet week. This is a, this is a heavy um, uh, release episode. A lot of new software being released and updated. A lot of updates. A lot of updates. Updates are good. There are currently 25,980 transactions in Clark Moody's mempool. Uh, the reward, the fees versus the reward right now are 8.63%, up a little bit higher from last week. I believe it was at like 4% or 5%. Uh, total capacity of the Lightning Network, the public capacity is 966.13 BTC. Uh, some updates there, some interesting uh, attacks discovered on the Lightning Network this week, or not discovered, but released on the uh, a report on a potential attack was released this week. I think the people who wrote the report have known about it for some time. We will get to that. Uh, what else are you looking at stat-wise, Matt? Anything stick out to you? Uh, what does Whirlpool look like right now? Whirlpool is... I just got to make my own. You can like add favorites on Clark Moody's dashboard. Uh, here it is. Samurai As I, I don't have any of this shit up, so. Unspent capacity is 1,154.34 BTC. The, That's pretty good. Uh, spent cycle out or TX0 volume of the last 30 days has been 462.24 Bitcoin. And there have been 7,300 cycles in the last 30 days. What's interesting is, so we just finished the month. Um, the last three months of Whirlpool, the the big pool, the whale pool, the 50 million sat pool, half a Bitcoin pool, hit new all-time highs the last three months. And then this month fell off a cliff. And the reverse happened on the two smaller pools. The two smaller pools both hit... Uh, a new, uh, they they were higher than last month. They both increased, and the whale pool dropped off. Interesting. Just interesting thing to note. You think that's uh? Hmm. I don't want to read too hmm. much into it, but you know, yeah. you know, the whales got their you know they got their mixes in, they got their coin joins in, and uh, now they're just sitting. Now they're just sitting in the remix queue waiting. Rather than 
adding more liquidity to the to the pool. Um, yeah. What about the Lightning Tor percentage? That is forty-five point five percent. Ooh, that might be the highest it's been on an RHR that we've talked is. about. I think it is. It's been hovering around forty-two, forty-three. That it's got is a good. Bump there. If you're running a Lightning node, it should be Tor only. Um, yeah, impressive to, or interesting to see. Again, we'll get into that attack on the Lightning Network. It doesn't look good. It uh, does not look good uh, in a little bit. Um, back to Samurai, though. I think it's a good a good point in time to walk users through a problem I had this week and had to ask you about. Uh, my wallet was stuck on an initializing tour loop. I felt I felt lost. I had to reach out to my Uncle Jim here, Matt, and uh, ask him what I needed to do. And as somebody who's never used an Android device before, uh, which I assume some of you out there listening may be in the same shoes as I am, if especially if you wanted to use Graphene and Samurai coming from an iPhone world, uh, you have to shut down the app and restart it. I thought I was well, just and stuck. Specifically, force close. You force close, yes. right? Force close. Yes. So if you long after you close out of the app, if you long hold the icon, it opens up a get info or something like that. app info dialog you click app info and then you can force stop it um that's the best way to restart any kind of app in the android ecosystem but with samurai it is still beta so i end up having to do that a lot you will have to do that a lot just keep that in mind duly noted and just tour in general is unreliable and on mobile, it's even less reliable. Yeah, especially so you, if, you, uh, if you have bad internet connection as well. Yeah, poor internet connection does not help for all of these things. But no matter what, just remember, like, it doesn't mean your funds are at risk. Like, if, you, if it shows a zero balance, it's probably a dojo issue and you have to restart your dojo or something but don't like go erasing your wallet and trying to just ask just ask people i find that a lot where people see like a zero balance and then they go and make things more difficult for our troubleshooting when they should just reach out yeah yeah don't be afraid to reach out both of our dms are open Yes, they are. Every now and then you got to tap Uncle Jim on the shoulder and say, hey, what's going on here? Lead me in the right direction. Uh, we got a shout out. Let's get to the shout out before we get to the list. Um, yeah, it's from Aranda, uh, Anon, Anon listener. Oh, hell. I mean, hello. We are from the planet Flatulintas. Uh, we have waited millennia. We have waited a millennia. For your primitive monkey ape brains to discover rock hard currency, which is why we had to send someone. You're welcome. We have reviewed your historical records and wish you much luck with defeating Vegeta. I said it right, right? Yeah, Vegeta. Uh, if he does not destroy you, we will invite you to join our federation when you achieve type 1. And do not fear, we have contracted the lizard people to monitor the situation very closely, like super closely, like they run Blockstream close. Additionally, 
We have taken a poll, and the collective of our planet has decided that you will now be known as Marty Bentcoin and Matt Hodel. Thank you from Planet Flatulenta. Flatulentas. Flatulentas. Thank you, Freaks. Weirdest, weirdest one we've gotten to date. A good weird. I like that one. I mean, I'm not going to speak in absolutes. I'm not sure if that's the weirdest one, but it's up there. I yeah, the penis one was pretty weird, too. Yeah. Yeah, the, the having to say penis about 200 times straight was uh, was not fun. Matt Hoddle. Matt Hodel. Hodel. Bencoin. Come on, I think you can come up with a better name. Are you really, like, sophisticated aliens are coming up with a weak name like that? Bencoin? Yeah, I don't, I don't know ne- if I like that. Never buy Bencoin. That sounds like a shit coin. It's just shit coin. Dump it. Dump Turned it. into zero. Um... Blockstream was mentioned in that shout out, and that's a good segue into our first subject, which <laughs> uh, is the fact that the there was a liquid UTXO expiration incident, which Ooh. sort of highlights highlighted uh, this incident really highlighted a centralization factor on liquid, uh, which is the fact that it's like a two or three multi sig, right? That they sweep. Well, I think we've been talking s- about this for a fucking long time, and I know. The freaks that listen to my 6102, um, not impression, my 6102 episode with Stefan, where I was the voice of 6102, and he wrote everything. He was very critical of Liquid's security model. It is custodial-ish. You know, I, I I don't know a better way to put it. Like, that's what it is. Liquid is usually 11 of 15 multi-sig right now with their federation partners. So if if the, the Bitcoin that you put into Liquid is locked in a multi-sig of 11 of 15, but in these emergency conditions, it goes to a 2 of 3 multi-sig, and all three keys are controlled by Blockstream. So... That's not good. That's not a that's not a good situation. They said they they were aware of this vulnerability. They said that Corona prevented them from patching it as effectively as they would like to patch it. They say a patch is on the way. But from my uneducated strong opinion mindset, if it can move to two of three, if there's a way to move it to this two of three multi-sig that just Blockstream controls, they're gonna have they're gonna have problems on their hands, right? Because if if they can force it into this two of three, if if Blockstream can end up in a situation where they can make sure that it that it goes into this emergency mode, um, then that means they can control the funds at will. Right, well, and if they can control the funds at will, they can be pressured into into compromising those funds. In this case scenario, this has happened many times before, but always with small balances. But someone pegged in 870 Bitcoin, and that 870 Bitcoin expired, moving into the emergency two of three, and that two of three is controlled strictly by Blockstream. They say they have it in very secure d- distributed locations. But you're trusting them on that, and, and they do have full control at that point. And this was 40 minutes. It was like 40 minutes that they had the control. But these types of little centralization situations 
are exactly where governments pressure you, right? That's exactly where they come in and they go, we know you can push it into emergency mode. And if you can push it into emergency mode, we want to seize the funds. And, and this is where it gets sticky. So for their best interests and for the best interests of their users, they, they should make it as difficult as possible to get into this fucking emergency mode, in my humble opinion. Well, it's not even really difficult to put it in this emergency, right? You just have to let the time lock run out? Yeah, it has something to do with, like, how the Federation, like, if the Federation doesn't update the transaction, doesn't sweep the transaction on the Bitcoin blockchain, it goes into this emergency mode. And... uh yeah. Adam Bach, uh, Adam Back, I always call him Bach. I don't know. Adam Back uh, released a blog post that everyone should read. But I, yeah. I still, I mean, to this day, I mean, we've said this this whole time. Like, if you're a trader, absolutely. You know, it's a better, it's a, it's a way better trust model than trusting a single exchange. But if you're not a trader... This is, you know, not your keys, not your coins territory. This is, you know, something that's 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 very different. Yeah, I think the the way Adam described it is sort of like a bug in the in the HSM model, which is their emergency model, in which the expiry um, sort of warned the user after the time lock had had uh, expired instead of before, which it was intended to do. Um, so it seems like a UX issue there, but still, uh, it did. They did have to use two or three keys to to recover the funds. And James, no, Pressage. I don't think they did. I I'm not sure if they had to use. I'm I'm not positive if they had to use the two the those keys to actually move them back in. I think the federation might be able to move them back into the eleven of fifteen. But the key is is that during those forty minutes, the two of three had had the ability to spend them, right? Okay, yeah. And whether you know, and and the other thing is is like the whole the disclosure process was fucked, and I think they know that. So I'm not gonna like lecture about it, but like James Prestwich, our boy. He he stumbled on it. He posted on Twitter. They shat on him to begin with. And then they were like, oh, shit, this is real. And then they, like, kind of, you know, whitewashed it a little bit. Tweets were deleted. Yeah, it was, like, whitewashed. It was, it was you know, we've known of this vulnerability, but we didn't tell anybody about it. Like, that's not how you do this, right? This is, it's supposed to be open and transparent. We don't want this, like shitcoiny tactics no and you um, first will see in the in the blog post by autumn now you got me saying his name autumn adam, autumn. Ba- <laughs> adam back that um autumn the last, the last paragraph is about improving our communications but not a good look not a good look for liquid as they attempt to to uh accumulate users and get people to peg in their bitcoin uh hey learning lesson nonetheless uh, speaking of vulnerabilities, we alluded to it already uh, earlier this week. A uh, team of developers released a uh, white paper on a potential attack on the Lightning Network, uh, a systemic attack on the Lightning Network, known as Flood and Loot. And basically, uh, this attack would uh, entice uh, 
individuals to close channels all at once or attempt to close channels all at once and the congestion that would cause on chain would allow the attacker to to target channels and sort of siphon off funds um, as uh, the on-chain network is being flooded with transactions from the Lightning Network. So That's basically, the way I understand it at a okay. high level. Yeah. So basically, like the attacker is cheating you on the Lightning Network, and so th- so then the way you're able to fight that cheating is by closing it on on-chain, right? And then if if they do it to enough channels at the same time, then it causes a shit ton of congestion on chain. And then your time lock expiry goes out of date because it took so long for it to confirm. Yes. And the attacker has both control of the sending node and the receiving node, and they're attacking the routing nodes in between. Uh, From my, once again... This is the same thing, you know, just trying to understand it as best as I can. Uh, this seems pretty bad. This seems pretty bad, and I would like more educated people than me, smarter people than me, to allay my fears a little bit here, but this does not seem good in terms of the Lightning Network threat model. You can increase your time lock delay, which I think is kind of like a nice little band-aid on the problem. But I am a little bit concerned here. I, I don't see a very easy solution to this type of attack. It seems like it's a very, it's a very hard to fix attack, uh, if, if possible at all. I don't, I don't really, I, I'm, uh, it's not, it does not seem good. So here's what the authors of the white paper suggest to help mitigate this attack. But again, it doesn't. I agree with you. This does not sound good, um, and this sort of echoes what Antoine Riar was uh, alluding to on the episode that we recorded that dropped on Monday. Go check that out if you haven't. But he he's been diving deep into lightning, and he sort of uh, communicated to me that he thinks it's going to take a lot longer to build lightning out than than people assume right now especially if you want it to be secure secure enough to to be locking up funds uh, a great amount of funds at that and so back to the mitigations right now the the authors are saying that you could reduce the maximal maximum number of unresolved htlcs um so that would that would help mitigate the flood i imagine um and earlier closure of channels uh, so the time victims have to claim their funds is determined by an implementation-specific parameter. So there's some things that could be changed in the implementation. You can adjust that parameter. Uh, so I increase nope. that parameter. On my, yes. I, so I run two. So on a positive note, I run two routing nodes. I haven't lost money yet, but I do feel uneasy. I feel a bit uneasy here, freaks. You know, I, I, I think I'm vulnerable. I, th- I think my, my coin is vulnerable on those routing nodes. But I've raised the time lock parameter on my channels. If it's an attacker, they can open a channel 
and refuse your increase of the time lag parameter, which kind of negates that as a as a real fix in any kind of way. Yeah. It's sort of confusing in, in the paper. Like the bullet point says earlier closure of channels, but you really want to extend the, cl the time it takes to close that channel. Um, a little confusing. Uh, another mitigation they put out there is immediate release of HTLC claiming transactions. Um, so a node can and should release these transactions immediately along with the commitment. So you don't have to wait for a confirmation, I think. Um, then, then you get into like zero com stuff. It seems pretty bad. And then reputation-based behavior, uh, which is sort of social. You're, you're depending on social parameters there, channels mm -hmm. parameter. That seems, sounds super centralizing. Like I'm going to decide who I open my channels with. Yeah, exactly. So like then I'm a routing node and I'm just only opening channels with people I know. Sounds really clickish. I don't All like right. that. Is Lightning Network dead? No, but it's definitely still a test. It's definitely yeah, it's, still a test. People should be careful with it. It's raw. It's very raw right now. No, the like, one thing like the freaks can you can you can the freaks will know that we're there with them. We're there with you. If you're fucking around with lightning, we are also fucking around with lightning. And if we get fucked, you get fucked. We get fucked together. That's that's the one guarantee that TFTC provides, you know? We're not Laura Shin. We, we own Bitcoin. We use our Bitcoin. Put skin in the game. Skin in the game. Um, but yeah, going back to what Antoine was explaining to me, there's still a lot to figure out in the Lightning Network, especially with, especially in terms of security. Um, but with that being said, he was also extremely uh, optimistic about the the future of Lightning Network in the medium to long term and the uh, use cases that it would enable and utility that it would provide to Bitcoiners. But hey, this is to be expected, though, right? This uh, Lightning's what three, three and a half years old now at this point. Two and Look, a half years old. Extremely optimistic sounds good to me. I'm cautiously optimistic, I would put it at. Yeah. I think that's probably a better way to describe it too. I probably just put words in his mouth. You know how those core devs are. I listened to that episode. That was a great episode, by the way. The French accent wasn't too much? It was a little bit. I tried my best. I had to lower my speed. I yeah. listened to it. Yeah, I, um, I I did as well when I was re-listening to it. But yeah, shout out to Antoine. I, I wish him well on his journey back to France. It was great having him in New York. Um, and yeah, if you did listen to that, he's working on a ton of dope shit. So if you haven't, go go listen and and learn from somebody much smarter than me. Uh. We got a bunch of updates. We I always it. feel bunch like before we do that, I always feel like the true legends, you know, they have good OPSEC like he does and they get less traction on their episodes. So you should definitely go listen to that one. That is a good, it's a very good episode. And, and yeah, people don't, you know, they read the name. They're like, I don't know who that fucking guy is. And they don't listen. Yeah. It that, proves that they don't one. read the mailing list. They're not on the Bitcoin dev mailing list. Yeah. yeah he's, he's not on Twitter. So I think a lot of people saw that. It was like, ah, oh, who's this? Nobody. Not a nobody. Uh, Go check it out. De definitely not a nobody. Uh, 
I'm counting here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Software bullish. updates. Very bullish. Um, let's just run through them. Uh, let's do it one at a time. Uh, HWI version 1.1.2 has been released. I believe this is the first release since the uh, since the Treasure um, firmware update. Now it's compatible with Trezor uh, and compatible with Ledger Bitcoin app 1.4.0. Um, yes. And it, it's fixed the PSBT problem, apparently. Shout out to Andrew Chow and anybody who reviewed uh, that release for getting it out there. I know there was a little bit of uh, a little bit of worry between that release and the uh, the Trezor firmware bug uh, or Trezor firmware update that when they released that bug as well. I mean, worry is the wrong word, but Trezor just didn't work with Core. Yeah. Yeah. And anything else that relied on HWI. Annoyance is probably a better word. Yeah. Frustration. Yes. Uh, it's a pretty big, long-awaited election version 4.0 beta, beta 1. Uh, they, uh, they released uh, the beta and then got quick feedback that uh, they needed to update it because there was a bug that was making things crash, correct? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this on the pod. The crashes that were happening, fixed. Yeah, fixed. Um, so that's updated. Uh, BTC Pay Server version 1.0.5.0 is out. Um, Massive release. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I mean, I won't read the show notes or the just, release just, notes. Pull, just blindly pull, release, re- read the release notes for us, Marty. They got pull payments. Uh, looks like they've implemented uh, some good accounting software for for freelancers. Uh, refunds, which is pretty cool. Um, not going to start reading those notes, but uh, I don't get how the pull payments worked. Have you figured that out yet? Mm, no. Center creates a pull payment. I'm reading the release notes now. Read it. Uh, specifies the maximum amount that can be pulled out of their wallet and shares a link to a public page with a receiver. Kind of like that idea. I'm not sure Just exactly okay. how it works. I still think like the best way to do Bitcoin subscriptions is you just do yearly. You just do yearly, and the fact that you can't pull payments is a feature, not a bug. You just They, they pay you yearly, and if they don't want to pay you, they don't fucking pay you. You know, that's not, it's not the end of the world. I'm sorry your business model relies on predatory tactics and you want to, you want to pull payments directly out of the fucking credit card. Sucks for you. This is better money. Like the user needs to approve it. You know, that's fine by me. This seems more like it's for contractors and stuff. Like you have a contractor, they send you or you send them like the ability to pull for a one-time payment. I think that's yeah. that's the proper understanding of what's going on here. But this is a major ass release for for BTC Pay, and they had a great GIF for the release. I don't know. Did you see the GIF? Is and it? hands and hands jail had made a GIF for them, and it was it's quite good. I have not I have not seen the GIF. You're gonna have to link it to me. Okay, I'll send it to you later. Um, the yes, it's big. 
say leveled up pay join made fee selection uh, the ui around fee selection better um, and launched the greenfield api um, which is their attempt to build a straightforward api for their users so um, and they improved the they wallet go- right yeah yeah so the fee selection mainly yeah. um can natively open bit 21 payment links as well um I, I think that helps with pay join so big release the juggernaut release. that is the btc pay server team continues to fucking roll and i love it they're crashing um i feel like i had something to add but i'm forgetting we're just gonna roll on here uh tails or excuse me uh that's way down the list Zeus version 0.3.0 RC1 has been released. Um, did not look into those release notes. Do you have any comments on them? I have no comments off the top of my head. I love Zeus. Zeus is good. Zeus is good. We also love Polar here. Shout out um, to Jamal, who's been working on this. Polar version is officially out. Um, You can go to lightningpolar.com and check that out. If you guys don't know what Polar is, it's basically a one-click Bitcoin Lightning uh, network uh, for local app development and testing. So it allows you to easily replicate Lightning apps before you push them live so that you can test and iterate and uh, experiment with Lightning before you push it live to production and uh, create like a good UI. And apparently developers really like it because it saves them a lot of time. This is a so- time-saving app. Polar is maintained by our boy Jamal. Uh, he's fucking dope. Polar is dope. This update is a very simple update. It updated to the most, the, the most, the latest lightning versions of all the implementations. Huh. Nice and simple. That's what you want to see. Uh, Blue Wallet version 5.4.4 is out. Uh, I have this tweet up. Uh, Kobo Vault hardware wallet is supported. Uh, They've got AirGap PSBTs with animated QR codes. Uh, They added Entropy via dice rolls and Entropy via coin flips, which is pretty sweet to see. Um, Any cool UX on top of that for that shit. Yeah, they fixed scanning QR with a mount, a bunch of stuff. We'll link to uh, that as well. I figured out what Zeus did, the update. What did they do? Um, they added two new features for L&D Hub, um, which is like a, a way to do custodial with your own node, um, which isn't really custodial if it's your node, but if you Uncle Jim it, it is custodial. Um, and they allowed users to change units on the send view. Oh, and they changed the the icon for your for for your phone. Better icon. Better icon. Uh, hopefully better. I don't think I updated. Uh, I have to update that. Get on it, dude. Get on it. Um, what else is updated here? We've got. Join market version 0.6.3.1 is out. 
if you're using Joy Market, go update that. I'm done re- reading release notes. Uh, oh no, the Joy Market one is a big one. They added support for the way they do uh, pay joins so that they can support BTC Pay. So they added BIP21 support um, so that you can do pay joins with BTC Pay, I'm pretty sure now. And they added the back end for Fidelity Bonds, which we've been talking about for a while on this here podcast. That's pretty big. Um and in the release notes, they remind you that Python 3 is required. Python 2 is no longer supported. And this will probably be the last release supporting Python 3.5 or lower. So just be aware of that um, as you update that. Tails version 4.8 is released. And I'm assuming this is a big release after the vulnerability that was released last week. So I guess the new Zeus logo is just the new <laughs> Zeus icon is just a lightning bolt. Simple. Um, what'd you say? Tails? Yeah. Tails update. I'm assuming it's, uh, fixing or trying to, uh, trying to mitigate that attack no. that we talked about. Unrelated. Last week. We still you don't sure? know. We still don't know what that attack was. Uh, the Facebook attack. Well, it says we disabled the unsafe browser by default. That's different. Okay. So so tails so tails used to be everything you did through tails. So tails is run by the Tor project. Everything you did through tails used to go through Tor no matter what. But the issue was if you were like signing into a public Wi-Fi or something, you needed you know when you sign into a public Wi-Fi like the little window pops up and you're supposed to put in your credentials or whatever on the like paid Wi-Fi, there's certain Wi-Fi's you needed to like put in an email address or something like that. Um, that would ne- it was, it wasn't compatible with their Tor browser. So they added a browser that didn't go through Tor and they specifically called it the unsafe browser because they wanted people to realize that it wasn't going through Tor, but it defaulted to on and the the user flow was poor there it confused people and then people were exposing their ip address and they didn't realize they were exposing their ip address because in the past you had to be you had to really go out of your way to to not use tor so what they did now is they made it not default so you have to enable it separately and then the other things they updated with tails is is just like they updated all the packages all the things Firefox got upgraded. All all the diff, you know Tor browser got upgraded. Everything got upgraded. Uh, Thunderbird got upgraded. Tor browser in general also got a release update. So if you use Tor browser, go update. Um, if you don't use Tor browser, you should use Tor browser. Except for ClearNet sites, because if you use ClearNet sites with Tor browser, then you're trusting your exit node. But if you use it with only onion sites, you're not. So just keep that in mind. Another uh, added nuance to this whole fucking thing. So much nuance. Hit your bingo boards, freaks. Uh, Did you hear that? One of the freaks called me out because in the last episode. You had already said it. I said nuance like five times. I re-listened to it. I said it like five times before <laughs> like the 35th minute. I said nuance. I was like, bingo. And so I don't even know. Maybe I said nuance already. I think we have. I think we have at least once. 
this is a pretty big update for Fully Noted. You can now create your own wallets within Fully Noted. If you freaks were using it before, uh, you know that you had to create uh, wallets and seed phrases using uh, your Bitcoin CLI and your node. Um, a little cumbersome. Now that you now you can create uh, wallets within the app itself. It's a pretty big step up. And even more importantly, this update brings uh, the ability to recover wallets from pretty much any other wallet uh, you can recover, yes. and it'll search the derivation paths for you um, if you just give them a seed, a passphrase, and the account number that you've used. So the standard is zero. Every time you add a new account, some wallets call it wallet or something like that, but like you add a new account, you have to switch that number and it should be able to recover it. This includes all samurai derivation paths, post-mix, pre-mix, um, regular wallet, regular SegWit wallet. Uh, so that's pretty cool. One thing I would comment, um, it is a little bit confusing that they both have fully noted and fully noted two, both being maintained at the same time, different products. It's confusing. You know, I, I know team. Fontaine listens to the pod, so I meant to reach out to you, but here I'm doing it now. And if you don't listen, I, I will reach out to you separately. It is a little bit confusing, but I, I do love your work. So I, I do appreciate it. Don't take it the wrong way. Yes. And if you've been using Fully Noted, do not worry. All the um, past functionalities and the way the wallet works uh, still works that you can still get those functionalities as well. Um, so nothing is forcing you to do anything differently. It uh, looks like priorities are shifting a little bit. Um, that's it. We made it through. Those are all our we updates. Made it through all the updates. Those are all the updates, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any off the top of mind, mind that I can think of, but there aren't. His story out of Australia is... To be expected, right? So news is coming out. Screenshots of emails are coming out. Uh, the tax authority in Australia is uh, is um, making cryptocurrency, quote-unquote, uh, owners who have sold or bought stuff with their cryptocurrency that they owe taxes in Australia. So the Australian tax authority is sending out warnings, and I... What I think is interesting about this is it highlights that hodlers are are immune to this. If you're just buying and hodling, um, you they're just this sending this. They're just sending this letter out to everyone they know who owns Bitcoin or shitcoins. And yeah. we saw this already in the United States. We should probably see this in countries around the world. My real question is: is how does Craig Wright respond to this? Whew. As an Australian citizen, pleads insanity. I don't know. <laughs> Does all of a sudden he doesn't own the a million Bitcoin? Right. Well, he can't. He can't access it. <laughs> He's waiting for the Tulip Trust carrier to deliver that key that gives him access. So he sort of shit out of luck, right? He's full of shit, is what he is. <laughs> He's probably telling the Australian tax office that he owns no Bitcoin. Or very few Bitcoin, or not Satoshi's coins. I'll tell you that much. No. Um, one thing we didn't touch on, but 
somebody dove into the um, Statoshi. Is this Satoshi? No, that's a uh, Lops um, website. What is? What was the research that sort of try to identify Satoshi the miner? Um, oh fuck. Uh, it was Wizsack who did it. Yeah. The Potoshi. Uh, Potoshi. Yes, that's what it is. The Potoshi research. And somebody the Potoshi nonces. Some, yeah. Somebody did some deeper, uh, took a deeper dive into that and highlighted that Satoshi would wait like five minutes or the Potoshi nonces or whoever was uh, in control of the miners that created those nonces was like altruistic and would wait and try to let somebody else mine for a little bit before uh hashing shot 256 stuff to to add a block so it seems like uh if we are to assume that the potat the potat the potashi potashi potoshi nonces uh do belong to satoshi that he he was definitely trying to help distribution in the uh, early Marty days. Marty isn't even drinking. I'm not. Yeah, Craig would never do that. No. And just sign a fucking message, bro. This is what I've you been can't... saying since 20 fucking 17. It is. Let me check my calendar. 2020. Okay? Full of shit. I'm and done talking half, about this motherfucker. Officially halfway through the year, freaks. Uh, congratulations. Uh, we made it halfway we made it in <laughs> into the craziest year of my life at least uh not of my life but just uh looking outside at the world it's the craziest year of my life probably except for year one where i was birthed which is pretty crazy when you think about it do you remember what year one was like for you no i just i just imagine like humanity was created right like when you create a human like that's i mean you're the you're the one who's living in mr dad dopamine rush like that's pretty crazy to me, right? So I'm yeah. gonna give I'm gonna give that some credence, but besides that, this is is definitely the craziest year I've I've been alive. Yeah, um, it is it is fun watching this little human grow, and it's crazy how fast they grow, and uh, how fast they develop a personality. My my son is quickly becoming cognizant and aware, and it's starting to scare me. We cannot leave him on the changing table uh, anymore. He's starting to roll and roll and roll, and I think he should start crawling soon, which is another scary thought. But life is beautiful. This is why we this is why we live, right? To keep the cycle going. Go out, go forth, and build strong families, freaks. It's what the world needs right now. On another positive note, Our Lady Janine released her first ever this month in Bitcoin privacy newsletter, which was fucking fantastic. And I fully support a hundred percent. The freaks know I'm super biased on this topic, but this was a very good read. She did a very good job and I'm very excited for what she has in store for us coming forward. And it's going to include a podcast. She has a Panopticast is coming out. Um, which is a podcast focused on privacy. So I'm very excited for that. Everyone should go read that. Everyone should go support her. Uh, fuck yes. Very thorough newsletter hosted on GitHub, of course. And I really love her tagline. Uh, that one privacy girl writing about privacy publicly. I think that's a nice little 
Nice little tagline there. Shout out to you, Janine. Uh, in that same vein, you. we we appreciate the fuck out of you. In that same vein, uh, not sure if you freaks have been aware of this, but Bitcoiner Joe Rogers, Joe Rogers or John Rogers? It's Joe, right? It's Joe, our boy Joe. Yeah. He's a freak. Yeah. Sorry, he Joe. Has, I'm sorry we haven't highlighted this more in the past, but we're highlighting yes. it now. So he does. He has bitcoinwords.github.io where he uh, he gathers the best Bitcoin content month to month and puts it on GitHub uh, for anybody who wants to access it. I think it's a really cool project just trying to uh, open source uh, quality content within the space and, and keep a, a nice uh, repository of dope Bitcoin content. And um, this month uh, highlighted a bunch of cool um, pieces that we've talked about in the Ben on this podcast. Bitcoin's mining three body problem by Leah Zhang, anarchy and monarchy and natural state. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. There's 480, 490 minutes, excuse me, in June alone. So if you're looking for uh, the highest quality Bitcoin content and you have nothing to read, bitcoinwords.github.io will have plenty of content for you to, to dive into. And this is pretty heady. The uh, this is this pretty is really heady. Cool to see, like the the amount of uh, uh, like U.S. postal money orders uh, being used to buy Bitcoin via Bisc has gone up considerably. And um, there is a tutorial how to buy non-KYC Bitcoin with U.S. postal money order uh, out there now by author at Heady underscore Wook. That's why it's heady. I'm assuming this guy is, or what's the fish, fish heads or the, uh, yeah, they're fish heads, right? No, they're not specifically fish heads. Oh, I thought they but, were. But they're, but they're, I'm, I, I'm drawing a blank on the genre, but uh, they jam love band? music. Yeah, jam band. They're jam band enthusiasts. Yes. And Hedy Wook is our boy. Well, he's at least my boy and he is a freak. And he wrote a very nice write-up for you, the rest of you freaks if you want to try and use BISC with U.S. Postal Service money orders, which is one of the most private ways to exchange fiat short of cash. And you can use them with BISC. Yes, you can. And you can find Hedy Wook at Hedy underscore Wook, W-O-O-K, on Twitter. It just um, makes me... Hedy miss live music just that much more we stop you freaks, stop bringing up stop bringing up the live music please you will not hear it until we release the kevin mulcrone episode which will probably get released sometime next week i imagine marty is in charge of the release schedule but we did yeah, talk about live music week. a lot and that is one of the f- main things that i miss in this current crisis that we're in When will live music come back? A long fucking time. It's going to start with like private shows and stuff, but like where we get these, like all the best venues in New York are the closed intimate venues, you know? It's like the, the, the very tight venues. It's like the exact opposite of physical distancing. Yes. And I miss them tremendously. I, I miss them as well. There has been some like outdoor music down here. 
some but bands even like playing. music festivals right music festivals aren't exactly you know the most hygienic places if you want to talk about wooks they they have a they have a reputation of not being hygienic yeah i love the lifestyle but not hygienic at all commonly referred to as dirty wooks exactly well that's that's a little bit fucked up you might you should get canceled for that marty well you know what it's the truth i'm gonna be the first co-host to get his co-host canceled i was uh, (laughs) i was uh i've always been the tag along to like fish and dead concerts there's always been like my friends who are really big deadheads or fish heads like oh i have an extra ticket do you want to come and as you know, I like live music, so I've I've gone to uh, a few of those shows, and it's not me calling this out. It's the friend that drags me along. He's like, "Those are the dirty wooks." Okay, I had no idea what a wook was until I was dragged, and then it was described to me. It was a very special experience. I I am also pretty much in that situation as well. I will say yes to pretty much anything. Yes, but I just love live music. I never forget. I went to Dead and Company with a friend who invited me. John Mayer is actually pretty good. John Mayer fucking right rips. I mean, I used to go to I John Mayer a, concerts every summer oh, well, that, in high school. I I think I read like five that's of a them. That's lame. Eh, no. Have you ever? You've never been to? I've uh, been to a Dead and Co. I've been to Dead and Co. a couple times. Well, I got to describe. Now we're back to John Mayer. I got to describe the uh, John Mayer uh, concert experience in Camden, New Jersey, every summer. It was either him or Dave Matthews, or a combination of the two. Well, fuck Dave Matthews. I don't like. And Dave throw Matthews. Jack. It's not. I mean, it's not about the music. It's sort of about the it's music. It's not about the, the whole... music. That's what they always say. That's what they always <laughs> say to defend their shitty music. Dave Matthews sucks. Sorry, I'm not defending freaks. them. I'm, I'm again. I'm talking about the experience. And you know what? I'm okay with Dave Matthews. He's pretty okay. We listened to him a lot in the '90s growing up. But ca- concerts in Camden in high school were some of the craziest experiences uh, ever along the waterfront. I believe it's still the Susquehanna Bank Center. It used to be the Tweeter Center. Uh, it's gone Have you through been to PNC? That may be. It's like a dome. It's an outdoor dome. No, Asbury's Asbury good Park? though. Asbury's good. That's Asbury's the horses or whatever, triple horses or something. Yeah. No, no, no. The PNC, PNC, the PNC Bank Art Center or whatever. It's it's an outdoor uh, hill with a in, like an interior. It's like a semicircle. There's a word for it that I'm forgetting. Amphitheater. Amphitheater. It's like a little amphitheater, like the. The rich are in the, like the seats, in the concrete area, and then there's like a there's a like a hill lawn area where the where the plebs all are, and that's the place to be. That's the fucking yeah. spot. This is this is exactly what it's like in Camden. Uh, the lawn is notorious. Many many uh, interesting things would go on on the lawn at, I love at GA. the Susquehanna Bank Center. It's all about the GA. Yes, yes, all about the GA. Actually reminds me now we're we're on venues. God, I do miss live music. The Man Center in Philly reminds me of that, and then Forest Hills in Queens. That's one of my Forest favorite. Forest is good. Yeah, we uh, were talking about on the Kevin Pod. The King's Theater is fucking insane. Yeah, I saw the Rank of Tours there last fall. Incredible show. Shout out to Jack White if you're listening. I think he's a freak. Jack White's listening. If Jack White's listening, that'd be dope as fuck. Come on the pod, bro. We'd love to have you. I'd love to talk 
about your career. We know the Clash listen. We know the Clash listen. We'd love yes, to have I you do. as well. Julian, Keith Levine, if you're listening. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking about it. We're going to make it happen. Definitely. Um, the all right back to the topics we could talk about back to bitcoin apologies uh our boy rodolfo hit another um hit another bingo box off there released uh new cold car bags and these are pretty pretty dope they're gonna be blue now or they're gonna have blue on them and it's just more thorough they're pretty uh, blue they're like mostly yeah. blue it's more thorough tamper evidence so if you it's going to be more obvious if your cold card bag has been uh, tampered with in route to your uh, p.o box wherever getting it mailed to wherever you pick it up from um so it's got a serial number on it now i think you're going to be able to uh to cross-reference you can use a magnifying glass to check the preparations um to make sure the tab matches the bag bunch of cool things and, and then I'll, a, I'll pump power up. Pump there's power a separate, up there's. there's a separate serial number tab that you can use to measure the width of the bag and the serial number, make sure it matches. Um, if I were to tell you that Rodolfo, it was as excited about these bags as a little kid in a candy store. You have to believe me, but that is exactly how excited he was. He was very excited about these these tamper evident bags. So I I hope you freaks are as excited as he was. I might he be a little bit less so, but I, I dig the bags. Good bags. No, it, and it, the more peace of mind you can provide, the better. So, that's uh, it's dope to see that the tamper evident bags are getting better as well as the cold card that comes in it. Um, mining shift here, Chinese ASIC manufacturer eBang IPO'd on Nasdaq, I believe, right? Yes. Um, and their ticker is E-Bon, E-B-O-N. Do not uh, buy it. Yeah, do not buy it. I'm, I mean, I do not know any miners personally that have been buying E-Bangs. But, How can uh, you trust a group of people that name their fucking company E-Bang? E-Bang. Who does that? E-Bang. Who, baby, how she moves. What was that dude's name on American Idol? I forget. Uh, William Hung. There we go. How do I know that? That's sad. I don't know. know You knew that really quick, dude. (laughs) Dude was a fucking sensation. He really was. Is American Idol still around? I don't know. It was like season 21 or whatever. I don't know. Simon Cowell fucking killed that. You know, he made so much money off that shit. And they also got the the record label deals after the fact on, on all of the artists. That's the real money maker. Yeah, that. I mean, if, as if he wasn't making enough money off the Spice Girls, you know. I'm wasn't surprised his... he didn't release a shit coin. That seems right up his alley. You know, he's made enough money. Maybe he doesn't need to. Never um, have enough Gap Children shirts. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He, his shirts were always a little tight on that dude. Uh. Our good friends at the Orange County Bitcoin Network, OCBTCN, uh, dropped a video, uh, full node deep dive with the MyNode team, uh, Brian Harrington. Our, our boy Catan was on this one. Catan was on it. I fucking love Catan. Everyone should go follow him. Under dash K3TAN. Go follow him. 
Good dude. Makes great him guys. And, him and Stefan crushing it at Ministry of Nodes. And also, uh, they have previous episodes. So this is part of their full Node special. They started with me and Stefan talking about full nodes in general. Then they did an episode with our boys at Noddle. Now they did the My Node. I assume the next one is either the Raspi Blitz or the Ronin Dojo. And then the one after that is whichever one isn't that next one. So go check that out. Very good listens if you're, if you're trying to run a node. Uh, specifically a dedicated 24-7 low-power node on one of these um, dedicated boxes. You should go. It's, it's, it's a very good listen. Shout out to the OCPTC crew doing a lot um, to educate people locally in California now at this OTCPTC network uh, globally on the Internet. Um, slush pool is what I read about in the bent today, but they released a cool thread this morning that I wanted to talk about. And, uh, just cause I think it highlights just how drastically the, the, uh, sort of dynamics of the mining world have changed since the last having epoch in t- 2016. So around that p- point in time was, uh, the release of the S nine. And it's funny going back to the Bitcoin talk.org, uh, posts that announced it and, and seeing the comments and replies to that announcement and a bunch of people being like, Oh, I'm never going to get my return on investment on this. Like I need to turn this around in six months. And as we know now, as we stand here today in 2020, the S nine is still running profitably for some people more than four years later. Uh, and so that just really shows the maturity of the ASIC, uh, hardware industry, particularly, uh, and the fact that these life cycles are being extended. And one thing that they put in this thread that really stuck up to me is why I decided to write about it is uh, the Slushpool team is saying that these uh, ASICs are, are basically like a quasi-proof-of-stake asset that's built into the mining uh, network, uh, which is an interesting thought. Like proof-of-stake makes you lock up funds. Um, if in, in that consensus, this has nothing to do with consensus. Again, it's quasi proof of stake in the sense that, uh, miners that are buying this hardware are sort of locking up that hash to the Bitcoin network because they want to get that return on their investment. Um, which is a cool concept. Again, it's not exactly proof of stake, but, uh, proof of stake. Yes. But like, uh, if we're using that as a sort of something to compare to, I think the hardware assets being locked to the network and their hash being locked to the network because the miners want to get their initial investment back is very interesting. And then when you couple that with longer life cycles, it reduces the the probability of a 51% attack just from pure profit incentives, which is uh, something I want to explore a little bit more, especially as somebody who's in the mining industry. I've never thought of it in that way. Fuck proof of stake. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that, though? That that's just my only thoughts on that. Um, our boy, our boy, fucking Jack Maulers, just released Strike today. He's releasing it right now, I think, on Bitcoin Magazine's live stream. It's a while public we're beta. It's a public beta. It's released to everybody. I think it's been a pretty pretty small beta up to this point. 
And I think the only KYC you need is your debit card. Is that correct? No, but you need phone number and name. And obviously they have your bank account information. Let's be honest. All right. Your, your, your debit card info. I think the debit card may be the only thing you need. And they just, no, and on phone, the bank to... he specifically said phone number and name as well. Yeah. Okay. But you know, it is what it is. It's like KYC. Uh, you can pay anyone on the Lightning Network with your debit card for limited tax consequences. Uh, this opens up a whole slew of different um, capabilities. Specifically, I would say uh, the big one for me is is all these content creators that are getting demonetized. They can accept Lightning, but their users, their, their listeners, their readers... Um, are paying via debit card, but it's like a reverse payment processor. So they get around the, 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 the deplatforming, the demonetization. Um, the biggest issue this whole time has been regulatory. So we'll see how he's able to fight this off. Um, if anyone can do it, it's, it's, it's fucking Jack. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. There are four states. First of all, it's U.S. only. And then there's four states that he's limiting. New York is one of them. By all means, everyone should just avoid New York. Fuck Ben Lawski. He did this to us. But the other ones are interesting. It's like Texas, I think Illinois, and Massachusetts. Texas is an interesting one. Illinois sort of makes sense. Massachusetts is interesting as well. Let me check. Let me. I'm going to double check right now, but... I know Texas is one of them because Bitstein got triggered. Texas, Florida, and Hawaii, and New York. So I was wrong on the other two. I just, like, made them up. Because yeah. fuck Massachusetts. Like, all the Boston freaks, like, go fuck yourself. I love you, but do, fuck you. I do not co-sign that message. I, I, I really appreciate my friends in, in Massachusetts and Boston. <laughs> I have a fuck lot of close pack, friends. Though. I have a lot of close friends in the Boston area. You can all go fuck yourself. Just in just everything. You know, you're losing friend. the rivalry. You're losing. What a good friend. Um, last Hawaii. Point. That's just, you know, like they're living in an island in the middle of the Pacific and they just get fucking slapped by Jack. You know, like, fuck you. You're getting really heated about these uh, excluded states. Look, there's only one person drinking here. So I, someone's got to <laughs> get heated. Well, I'll get heated on this one. Our final topic, uh, this happened, I think this news became public uh, either while we were recording last week or the day after, but uh, interesting story out of China. There was a jewelry dealer that put up gold as collateral to get loans to extend their business, and uh, they their loans, they were falling back on their loans and had to pay them back and their collateral got called and the institutions holding their collateral actually checked the gold to make sure it was gold <laughs> only to find out that a good portion of it was uh gilded copper uh which is not gold obviously and so Whoa. this is just highlight this just highlights the uh the uh the advantages bitcoin has over gold specifically the fact that it is extremely cheap and easy to verify with uh, a line of code. Uh, this wasn't just any jewelry dealer. Wasn't it like billions of dollars worth of collateral? 
well, so they took that out a two point eight billion dollar loan. What the uh, fuck? Using I don't not all the gold was gilded copper. Um, that's a big fucking loan without verifying, man. Right. Well, that's the beauty of it. Like, so if you're using bitcoins, a lot of people think. I think I fall into this camp too. That Bitcoin's path to becoming a dominant reserve asset is its use as collateral uh, in lending markets and bitcoin is far superior collateral for this reason exactly you can throw it in a multi-sig or a single sig for that matter which i wouldn't recommend if you're going to be using uh, bitcoin as collateral for a loan probably want to use multi-sig but it can be immediately verified by the lender and uh, if they use their own note yes if they use their own this note. is one and of the reasons it's important to use your own note freaks yeah. And so that's a pretty, yeah, like you said, that's a huge fuck up. So Marty, scale. I will ask you again, is gold a shit coin? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh shit. We got him. We got him freaks. He said wasn't I supposed to admit, wasn't I supposed to admit this like three months ago? Yeah. And then we like forgot. We kept forgetting, but you were yeah. supposed to do a med culpa about it. And, but well, we got it. it is. We got it now. We got it now. Better freaks. late than never. Um, yeah, Bitcoin's more divisible, more portable, most importantly, verifiable if you need to. And this case out of China just really highlights that. In uh, the long term, gold will trend to zero on Bitcoin terms, along with every single other asset on this fucking planet. That's I actually been an interesting chart. It's been an interesting chart. I think Tur, Tur Demeester has been posting it pretty frequently recently is, uh, Bitcoin in gold terms, and it looks like uh, it's at a critical. Actually, I'm not even going to get into the trading. Well, it's a little bit here. fucked up because he starts it from like the beginning, and like Bitcoin's going through its adoption phase, so it seems more aggressive. But yeah. yes, I do agree that it is trending to zero long term, along with every other asset. Alternatively, Bitcoin is designed to pump forever. These are these are the mean the same thing. Well, and I, I'm happy you said that here. Here's uh, an explanation of why it is designed to pump forever. Our good friend Pierre Rochard succinctly uh, packaged uh, this in a tweet last night that I was actually very impressed of. I wanted to write a section on the bent about it this morning, but didn't get around to it. Uh, If global productivity continues to increase decade after decade, there will never be a Bitcoin quote-unquote top at full adoption. Why? Because purchasing power will steadily increase thanks to productivity-driven deflation. Even the last adopters will benefit from saving Bitcoin. So it's a combination of Bitcoin's uh, hard monetary policy, its scarcity enforced by the protocol of rules, and uh, the fact that humans are becoming uh, smarter and smarter and creating technologies that make us more productive and uh, create a deflationary environment for technology and products. So the combination of that scarce monetary good and the deflationary pressures of uh, technology improving and and humans becoming more productive will ensure that Bitcoin pumps forever in purchasing power. I think every person, I mean, I'm just agreeing with with Pierre here, but in layman's words, I think every person benefits from Bitcoin. Just the early adopters will obviously benefit more. I think you're agreeing with him. I don't think you're. That's what I said. I said I think I'm yeah. agreeing with him. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I was just I speaking in layman's terms. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's a good way to end it. Uh, Bitcoin will pump forever in purchasing power. Uh, no, no. Good- Bitcoin is designed to pump forever. 
we're not sure if it will pump forever. That That's is a good point. Not a definitive blah, statement blah, blah. that I'm not willing to make. I think cat's out of the bag, man. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Just trying to be responsible oh. here, Marty. One thing, actually, oh. not the last thing. That is uh, big. It is, we don't know if it's big. We can't verify. It's hard to get good information out of China. Uh, oh, we're talking about different things. Oh, what are you thinking? Well, we could talk about the Three Gorges Dam first. Yeah, so, I mean, apparently there's some reports coming out of China. The Three Gorges Dam, which is one of the largest in the world, is experiencing a lot of stress as China endures another rainy season. It's supposed to rain for the next six to nine days, I believe. And reports are coming out, again, hard to verify, that uh, the dam has been... um, They're releasing flood water from the dam uh, downstream, which has caused a lot of flooding in cities that were not made aware by the CCP or the people around the dam. Um, Rumors going around that the dam's close to breaking. There's some satellite images out there, but there's good... uh, a lot of um, a lot of people are saying that can't depend on those because they may be um, manipulated a little bit. Regardless, if that dam does break, 400 million people would be in danger or in harm's way, which is insane to think about. And a lot um, of ASICs would be fucked. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I yes, it's there's potentially a material amount of hash rate in that floodplain as well. That could be in 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 the uh, in it could get washed out. Uh, I don't know exactly how much hash rate, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if that did break. That it could affect Bitcoin, uh, in a, by wiping out some hash rate. But it wouldn't necessarily that wouldn't necessarily be negative. I mean, like obviously it would suck for the lives lost, but it would distribute mining. Yes, but. It could have, like, I mean, depending on where miners are in the world, if they're being, like, if there's unplugged miners being delivered to miners right now, or if there aren't, it could be pretty big headache between the next difficulty adjustment. We'd have um, slow blocks for for a while. Yeah. For yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah. Possibly um, more. Yeah, and then what? on top of that, like, Wuhan is would be like the first major city. I know there's some ASIC manufacturing factories there, so could disrupt the supply chain too, obviously. Poor Wuhan. Hopefully, fingers crossed, praying it doesn't happen. Um, also, Hong Kong kind of got the death knell to this week, which sucked. Yeah, that's pretty big. Uh, my heart. Basically, China, China's just like, yeah, we're, don't talk shit on us. We'll come get you. I love that city. It's just another reminder that we have to focus on the things we can change, which is empowering individuals through free and open source software. Yes. Uh, what I wanted to bring up was Bitcoin 2020 yeah. has officially been rescheduled to 2021, and they're not going to call it Bitcoin 2020 in 2021. They're going to call it Bitcoin 2021. It's going to be Makes April sense. 30th, and it's going to be in Los Angeles instead of San Francisco. Um, Tony Hawk and Nick Zabo will still be present uh, and 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 will be either giving interviews or keynotes. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Um, but yeah, and it's going to be in L.A. instead of San Francisco. Did I just say that? I'm not sure. But either way, 
LA is way better than San Francisco. I was hoping it was going to be in Nashville. They know I wanted to be in Nashville. Hopefully Bitcoin 2022 is in Nashville. We will see. I'm not the biggest fan of LA or San Francisco. Yeah, but LA is way better than San Francisco. It's the better, it's the better Californian city. It is known. Everyone knows that. If you ask people in San Francisco, they will say it too. But I'm torn between my love for the ocean and the beach, which San Francisco has, but it's better in Southern California and the wine country. Like I love wine country. Dude. It's so dope up there. That's true. The LA does not have wine country. No. Um, all right. Well, I didn't drink any wine this podcast. I've, I've been hour drinking. Fi- I've been drinking. Oban 15 14. In. Shout out to, uh, the freaks from the planet, uh, Flat, uh, flat to you, Lintaz. Terrible fart, fart city. Name. Hard to, uh, hard to read. Um, yeah. Shout out to you, freaks. If you guys are liking this, smash that subscribe button. If you want to get a shout out on there, you can do so at tftc.io slash contribute. Uh, subscribe to the newsletter, Marty's Bent. Uh, when you subscribe to that, you're going to get the SAT standard as well. Um, what do you think about the chart and the SAT standard? Didn't get your comment on it. I put it together this weekend. You did a good job this weekend. Thank to the you, freaks, sir. I usually put together the SAT standard, but Marty did it because I proposed to my lady. Oh, uh, you, I didn't know that was going to be public. I wasn't going to tell people, but if they listen this long, they can know. She's. Uh, we all talk a big game, but she's the ultimate hodler. We started dating in fall 2015. So if you've been around, you know. She got in at a good time. Well, congrats to you, too. I'm very excited for you, too. Um, hopefully, you can join me on Father's Day next year. Let's get quick, quick, quick. Dude, you're like my. You're worse than my grandmother. <laughs> See, Wait, Marty already wants the kids. We need, uh, we need strong families. That's what we need to focus on. Go forth and uh, spread your seed. And we'll end it on that. Peace, love, freaks. Love you all.